are listening to Legacy Moments, where we have authentic conversations to transform your mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Dr. Patrice Berry, and I am joined by my co-host and mom, Johnny Lloyd. Together, we combine my years of psychological training with her years of leadership and business experience to add value to your day. We are so glad that you joined us today, and we are going to hop right into today's topic, talking about bankruptcy. This is something that a lot of people, they talk about with their accountant, they'll talk about it with their bankruptcy lawyer, but they won't always have these open conversations. And so these are just general tips. We cannot advise you on your individual situation or answer questions about your individual situation. This is not at all any type of financial or legal advice. Make sure to consult with your accountant, your lawyer. We've never had to do a disclaimer like this, but I think for this topic, I really wanted to make sure that we that we had that there. So I'm going to let you hop right into the introduction. Okay, so let's talk about it from a couple perspectives. First of all, there's more than one type of bankruptcy. But even before you get to bankruptcy, let's ask this, let's answer or address this major question. When should I file bankruptcy? Is a lot of times what people are asking their friends, they're asking uh, other people about it. So what I'll tell you is what you need to look at is look at your specific situation because your specific situation will matter. If you have student lo- loans, you can't add them in a bankruptcy. IRS debt cannot be put in a bankruptcy. So if that, that is the majority part of your debt, the answer probably is no. <laughs> but I did find out if you are disabled and unable to work. So, but that's a different process. That's not bankruptcy. That is filing for those loans to be forgiven through um, through your loan processor and all of that. That is a very different process. Um, I heard about that recently on on TikTok. And so if somebody has been, if they have the category of fully, fully um, disabled and you're unable to work full time, that that is a way to get student loans um, forgiven if you are unable to work. And that's great. And the again, you do the due diligence. Can I tell you that? Because some of the things we're talking about is very generic. And so it is a serious topic because most people, there's a mental, emotional facet of it. There's a blame, shame uh, facet of bankruptcy. Uh, nobody, they don't want people to know it's on your credit report. Uh, all of that, all of those things happen. However, it's just like, and if I can use this scenario, it's just like when, it's similar to when people have a divorce. Yeah. Because divorce is the death of a relationship, right? Bankruptcy is really you cutting other people out, <laughs> not to pay them. Okay, so it's it's a break in the relationship. It's it's a re it's a reidentification of what the relationship looks like, um, and based on how you file, that's how it's set up. So everybody can't file bankruptcy. Because if you have the means, 
you can't file. If you have income coming in, it's just that you want to take your income and do something else with it. So you want to take your income and do something else with it. You don't get a chance to do that <laughs> unless you do something like uh, a chapter. Um, what is it? A chapter 13 can allow you to re uh, set up your bank, your um, your payment history and plans and all of that. OK, so that's one thing that you want to consider. So let's talk about it. Um, before you go there, can you talk about how it relates to Women's History Month? Because that's mm -hmm. that's what you were getting into that I wanted to make sure that we had on on camera. Okay, so women uh, end up in bankruptcy for a lot of reasons. One is medical. People end up in bankruptcy, but especially women. And if a woman is a single income, it makes it even more prevalent that she could end up in a bankruptcy. Most women, the stress factor is because of our strong upbringing, the superwoman complex, all of those things. You know, we want to make sure we take care of everybody. All of those things that happen to us innately, not good or bad, I'm not, I'm not tagging anything to it. We have a tendency of fighting longer to not go bankrupt. I mean, you know, not to file bankruptcy. And, and, and kind of taking on the extra burden mentally, emotionally, physically, and financially to deal with it and try to pay everybody off. We want to put on a superhero cape when it comes to making that decision. So this is not to release or say, oh, no, you should go file, girl. That's not what this is. This is just saying that there's an added factor as a woman because when, um, for an example... I didn't file bankruptcy, but I ended up being homeless. At the end of a divorce, I had a I had a government job and I had a degree. That doesn't mean that your that your finances are straight. Can we just talk about it? Let's just talk about it. That doesn't mean that your finances are straight. That doesn't mean because in the in the middle of a divorce, in the middle of a breakup, in the middle of something happening to your home, you being sick, all of those things happening that can impact your income coming into the house. And once you go behind the eight ball, is what I'm going to call it, behind the eight ball is like, now what? So there's only two ways to work out any financial situation, typically. You either increase your income coming in or you decrease your expenses going out. That's the typical way. Now, how you increase your income coming in, legal, moral, ethical on my side, and how you decrease your, your expenses going out, I start with necessities first. You know, I go uh, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a great thing for you to look at. Let's talk about shelter, safety, clothing, and it doesn't mean name brand, all of those things first and then moving forward. Okay. Does that help? It does. Go ahead. And um, I really like that you talked about that and that there are some steps before you get there, possibly reconsolidating debt, but be careful with interest rates <laughs> because, and then also the, the term, because of course the payment will go down if you take something that would be paid over 10 years and then take it over, over 30 years. And something that I see, especially since we are recording this during Women's Month, Women's, Women's, uh, Women's Month mm -hmm. I think making sure that we 
figure out how to let some people down. Especially because often what I've seen is we don't want our kids to know that things have changed. And so we're still buying them, you know, whatever they want and still doing all these things. Now, if I take my budget and I say, okay, I'm, but what I'm going to do, so I am a thrifty person. I like, I find the nice consignment shops that do have brand names and things like that. Um, I just went through my, my son's closet and, um, and there are clothes. Uh, so he, he can wear from about a four to a six and, um, cause his waist is small, but he's tall. <laughs> and so there were some things cause we're about to go into summer. So I was looking at his clothes and also we're moving into kindergarten. And what I was doing was I'm, I'm setting aside some clothes so that when it comes time for back to school year, he will already have what he needs. And then if, if we want to add some additional things, um, he has grandparents, he has a birthday right before then. I know that he is going to get spoiled, but I, I know from our end, he has what he needs. So I looked and um, and I and also went through to look at some things that we can give away and bless some other people. And so if you haven't listened to last week's Money Matters, we really covered that during the previous episode, Money Matters. And then let me say this. One of the ways you increase your income your in, is to look at what you have. I love the fact that you brought that up. So let's say your closet is packed, overflowing. We're not going to talk about closets, really. But let's say it's packed and overflowing and you need income. You need just some income. Um, So look at what you have and say, you know what? I can put this on Poshmark. I can put this on here. I can start sell. I can sell some items. Okay. Now, me personally, I don't, I love going to garage sales, but I don't like doing them. It's so much work. And you normally, and it's normally not worth the amount of time. Dicker for you. I mean, really, I just, it just really not a happy place for me. It may be a happy place for you. So I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is look for ways that you can increase your bottom line. And even if you can't give them away, because what that does is listen to the previous episode, it it triggers your brain to say, oh, you have excess. Oh, you have excess. Now, the other thing I'll tell you is this. Patrice alluded to it, but I like to take it just a little bit deeper is discuss the changes. And because when you discuss the changes... And let's talk about how you actually did that. Because there were multiple times when I was growing up when I was old enough to understand. Because I remember being about when we moved from the States to Germany. And every move, we would always spend a whole bunch. (laughs) Every move, we would always... Uh, Okay, this is the... Okay, we moved to Germany and... and Thank goodness for the clout and stuff like that, whatever, whatever. So I already had a house that went, you know, we walked in, we looked at, we looked she at a room. She's going to tell on me. She's yes, going to tell on I me. I am going to tell. We walked into this room and she looks back at my sponsor, who's my boss. And she looks back at him. She said, is this my closet? It was a tiny room. It and a- I, my eyes got humongous. And now, I, but but check this out. I gave her the whole upstairs flat because she had quite a bit of stuff. So we gave her the whole upstairs flat. We made it so that she was more, she was very comfortable. She was, you know, in her, because there's a transition. So let me, let's go back to it. So this is the deal. 
And we did. We spent a lot of money. Um, I had the money, though. But normally when we move back to the States, I had the money. We, would, we would have to adjust. Well, the reason we had to adjust is because somebody else was paying my bill. <laughs> when I go overseas, because of the type of stuff I did, they paid the rent. Hello. <laughs> so they paid the rent. However, when I came back, then we were picking up that responsibility. And we wanted to move to a to the one of the nicest areas. Yeah. Uh, She's pointing at me if you're yeah, watching this you on just YouTube. Watch it. Yeah, if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing this opportunity because look, I'm pointing at her because it was her. But not it really wasn't her. You know what it was? She had grown accustomed to a certain level of life. So I but I also made her responsible. When she started talking about what she wanted to do in life. I looked at her and I said, do you like the way you live? Yeah. (laughs) Then this is some of the things you need to consider. I never told her no to what she said. I just added up to it. But what you did was maybe there was a Christmas that wasn't as big. Maybe I'm, and we never did all out for Christmas anyway. I'll be honest, because if I needed jeans, in now. March, I got jeans in March because I I had I had a friend who they only got things on their birthday and Christmas. That was it. If they did not get things like they had to, you know. And, they, yeah. and when your children have friends like that, you have I I when she said, "Well, so and so got all this no. stuff," and I said, "It's not a problem. This is your choice." Listen to me. I said, "It's your choice. Do you want me to save all the things that I would buy for you?" And only give them to you on your birthday and Christmas. Look, at, if you could only see her face. Uh, she said no, because I gave her all the time based on the need, based on what was going on. I didn't buy stuff and put it up because Christmas was not about her. She got stuff. Don't get me wrong. She got gifts, but it wasn't about, you know, overshowering her or me being under the the pressure of delivering all this stuff for one day. I also think another thing that can help avoid even getting to the place where maybe you are overexpended financially is saying no to your kids, saying no to yourself, saying no to other people, having some boundaries around your money, and then also finding creative ways. Because back when I was a teenager, starter jackets Starter jackets were the big thing. It is like a $100, $150 jacket when normally a jacket would be like $30, $40, maybe 50 if it's really nice. And so what my mom did, my uncle was going to Korea. And so she asked him to get me a jacket. And um, I think I got one or two. I think I might've got two jackets. But then my friends, they didn't know where my jacket came from. So do not compare your situation because somebody might've been, looking, you know, oh, well, she has that thinking my mom, you know, went back to the States because when, when we were in Germany, a lot of people would have clothes ship, shipped from from the U.S. or it was back before Amazon. If y'all can even, oh, I'm, imagine, I'm I so even imagine that. <laughs> before uh, too much. There was a little online shopping, but not like from the U.S. To, to, to Germany. Like that wasn't that wasn't as big of a thing. So let, so I want to go back to what she said. She said boundaries. One of the things about boundaries is this. Think of your think of creating a budget and don't scream, don't throw up, don't do any of those things that most people do when you talk about budget because you know I'm the accounting chick, right? So when you think about a budget, a budget is only a plan. 
Okay, so project 12 months out your income and your outgo for your needs. Then also track your spending. Now the bank can help you do that because the bank, whether you debit card, whatever, the bank can help you do that. But you need to account for all of it because typically when a person does a budget, they don't include things like their hair, their nails, their whatever, or a haircut, forgot, whatever. They don't normally don't include those things. So just keep that in mind. Um, then the other thing is that will help you get out of debt. That will help you not go bankrupt or that will help you make sure you don't go back to that state. Okay. And I like the idea of doing this without judgment. Because let's say for me personally, I decide, I know I don't have a ton of access, but I really want this one thing. Um, Because I do think, because anytime we talk about a budget, you're always saving some and you are spending some. So let's say my nails, that is not for me, y'all. But like, let's say my nails was the one thing is like, oh no, even though like this, this is really important to me for my own self-care. And so making sure that um, that you're not judging yourself through the, through this process, um, because it is your money. Hello. It is. And other people are going to have opinions. They're going to. And to me, the most important opinions should be the people that are directly affected. Like, so it should be like you and your and your household. Um, and then other people are giving their opinions. And I love this book called Profit First. Now, it's typically for businesses. However, the way that I train and teach people and coach and all that is that you are a business. You are a business. Personally, you are a business. So taking a little profit, you go to work every day, all of that, take a little bit off the top. Even if you're in a situation uh, and you're looking at how much you have and you don't think you have that much, take a little bit off the top. That's very important because you know what? That'll help your attitude. Uh, when you go to work every day because you feel like you're working for everybody else and you're not you're not getting any benefit. So I like that you said that. Then what I will say is build another stream of income. Now, what the stream is, is not for me, is not for here. We can talk about how to build another stream of income. You can go out to my YouTube channel and see that. Then you talk about re- ROI, return on your investment. So the way that I do that acronym, ROI, is to release. Now, we're talking about bankruptcy, right? These are things you do in advance of making the decision that's going to impact you from anywhere from seven years to 10 years. When you file bankruptcy, it is, it's on your credit score, on your credit report for between seven and 10 years based on the type of bankruptcy you file, okay? And it costs you some money. Can I, can I say that? It's it costs free. you money. It's not free to file bankruptcy. <laughs> You know, I mean, because people are involved. I'm just saying. And so there's some dynamics. So then, so it's return on investment. So release, remember, stream of income, a way to get some resources in, but more than anything to release things. Then you organize what you have. You find out what's in your hand. What are your gifts and talents and traits? And then you uh, you intensify your intention. I saw something yesterday. I was talking to someone. And Patrice don't even know this. This is perfect. I hadn't thought about it. When I was, um, when I, after I got a divorce, we were homeless, all that good stuff, right? I started making things. My mother was a seamstress, I mean, stellar, you know? So I found this thing. So I had to make bowls for Patrice because I didn't want her to look like we were going through what we were going through, right? 
So it wasn't about other people's opinion. I didn't want her. Because it wasn't about, I wanted her to look a certain way. I want, And I had the capacity and capability to do it. So I took those little dollar t-shirts, white, and put all these beautiful ribbons and all these designs on it. And people started asking me, the, where'd you get that from? I said, I made it. And so before you know it, and I do have the labels, it was called Johnny Bees, B-E-E-S. And so I created a design and I would sell bows and all of that stuff. And that was a stream of income. Okay. Tap into what your gift is already. Stop. If you bake, when people say, well, can you bake me a cake? Yeah. And then get resources from it. Don't be saying, oh, you know, it's free. No, it's not. And I would also like to say, if you are investing, invest your excess. Do not invest your needs. So, because it can be heartbreaking. Because if I'm investing, let's say I am about to retire and I invest my entire retirement into a risky thing. And for some reason, the market crashes People get very, very, very dark thoughts. We're going to leave it there when things like like that happen. And now they are unable to retire because um, because of this. And so be be careful because there's a lot going on with NFTs, cryptocurrency. Like there there are a lot of things. Uh, we have family that are they're doing great in the crypto space, and um, and we are not experts in that. So you can you know there are lots of people that 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 talk on that. But um, but making sure that anything you are investing that you are doing the excess and that you are paying down your actual debt. The first person you should invest in, like I said before, is you, Mm -hmm. right? Then I always give to charity. That's on you, how you handle that. Then the other thing is I pay all my necessities because we're going to have a roof over our head. We're going to have food and we're going to have lights on, right? So there's... Think about it in that respect. What are the most important things to the entire family? And think of that. Then give your children responsibility. Help them understand that even though we say money grows on trees. No, it don't. No, it don't. Money don't grow on no tree. And if you find a money tree, DM me. Direct message me and we going to work it. We going to work some stuff. Anyway, but we know that's not true. I'm just being a little facetious. But the thing about it is let them take part and let them know that this is for a season. And then if you uh, say you're going to do something for them, make sure you do it. And if you're not, if something happens unexpected and you cannot do that thing, then go back to that child and tell them, hey, whatever their name is. I thought, remember, I said I was going to do this. However, something happened and I, it's just not going to be possible right now. So I need you to hold off or whatever, you know. And so they may be a little, their little feelings may be hurt or their big feelings may be hurt. Your big feelings may be hurt. However, to go into debt leads to stress. Let's go back to the man. Goes back to stress. Stress leads to met, mental physical, emotional, financial disruptions in your life and the way you think about things. And you have the tendency of not sleeping well. You uh, Then you find other ways, you know, because shopping is an, endo- you get an endorphin. Remember we talked about that last time. Take the crap back. Um, You know, just send it back. Just send it back. My thing is, I don't even buy it anymore. I used to take it back. 
because I had a take back anointing, people said. So now I put it in the cart and I and I and I hit the X button. Trust me, it doesn't go away. <laughs> when I open the when I open Amazon again, it's still sitting here saying, Hey Johnny, are you buying me? I sometimes do the save for later and I never there's Patrice so much said, oh, stuff. She does in the, the save for later. In the save for save later. later. I don't Sometimes I put the save for later. Both of them I delete. Anyway, so the other thing. And then I'm going to tell you this. Get help. I like that. Get help. Getting help is not a negative. Whether it's in your finances, whether it's your mental well-being, your physical well get assistance so that you can increase your accountability to increase, uh, not your responsibility, because you are responsible, but increase your productivity by getting help. And sometimes you can get that in, do all banks offer, like where somebody can have a conversation with a personal banker? Yeah. So most most banks, most banks. offer where you can set up an appointment to review your finances one-on-one with somebody, and that would be free. There are also people that you can pay to, to do that. Before I paid somebody, I would research them because <laughs> anybody can say that that they do this and you don't know what their finances look like. You don't know what their credit later. score is. And so I would just I would just be, be careful and then with the that. The other thing, if I may jump in, is look for uh, organizations because there are organizations that are nonprofit organizations that provide you assistance. Yes. If it's your business, remember SCORE. I'm a SCORE mentor and I'm drive, you know. So SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. <clears throat> they provide training and they provide a mentorship, right? If it's personal, there's, uh, you can, I really like Dave Ramsey's piece. Now, I don't, I'm going to say this. I don't, Dave Ramsey is a person, but he has a whole platform, a peace university where he trains you about money. Now, I'm going to be honest. My name is Johnny. Hey, I don't agree with everything you say, nor will you. The question is, is what nonprofit entity is going to help you, right? And then again, go to your bank because I press a button and it tells me the truth. Not not my thoughts. It tells me the truth about what I did for the month, right? So look at that. And this is the last thing I'll say for this piece is stop putting blinders on. I like that because some people avoid looking at it. So it can be really, it can be to really look at and sit down. How much do I really owe all these people? Because that gathering all the information, um, and then, but I think the getting it all helps you then make a plan for how do you get out of this? Yeah. Because then you can look at, okay, what's the balance on on every account I have? What's the interest rate on every account I have? That's my car, my, you know, every everything I have. And then be careful when you receive large sums of money and you have debt. To I mean I know I said but we do we have we have to say pay off some stuff <laughs> please please get rid of some of that debt because if you just pay the minimum so in our capitalistic society they would love it if you just pay the bare minimum just keep on keep on paying so that that little thirty dollars that you put on your credit card paying the bare minimum over over thirty <laughs> over how you'll Years. you will you will never ever pay it off if you only pay the bare minimum. 
try to avoid those fast cash places um, because they normally charge you really, really high interest rates. I worked with, I I know people, sometimes those are, that's all that people, that was all that they had to do. But before I did that, I would talk to my landlord to say, hey, my next check, I know rent is due by the the 7th, by the whatever. I'm going to get paid this day. Can you waive? This is a one-time thing. I had an unexpected medical thing. Can can you waive that that fee for this time? Because um, we talked about that last week. Communication during these process. Because what, what people don't like is when you just don't pay them. <laughs> people, and you don't say nothing. Like you, you act like it didn't happen. You know, that's, that's the part that could be. Have you ever, has somebody ever owed you money and they come in front of you and they just talk to you like, you don't owe me nothing? You, you owe me money. <laughs> You know, that's how they look at you. That's how they look at you. You keep on opening the door, unlocking the door to your apartment, and they're like, you ain't you ain't said that? <laughs> so then that's when people really get upset about it. So you want to give them information. You want to stay on top of it. Because remember, if they make an agreement with you, they cannot end up turning it in as late because they agreed to the time. Remember that 35% of your credit score is based on your payment history. Okay, so I'm gonna do a couple, let me just do a couple bankruptcy things. Okay, for those people who are even thinking about bankruptcy in the long term, short term, whatever, this is what bankruptcy should be the last option. Because sometimes, especially when debt collectors and stuff like that are, are coming against you, what you can do is you can, this is tax season, most of us are getting a refund. Okay, I'm gonna say it again for the people who just, you know, say, I ain't paying my money. This is tax season. Most of us are getting a refund. So if you're getting a refund and you know you owe three people and it is in huge arrears, maybe they've even taken the money and sold it to another company. And so those people are just driving you up the wall. Negotiation. I like that. Let me do negotiation one-on-one with you. Yeah, I don't have to send payment, but, you know, payment would be nice. Anyway, so this is just some information. Okay, so... What you do is right now, before you get your check, you you know the top couple people, right? So you contact them and you say, look, this is the deal. I know I ain't paying you. You know I ain't paying you, but I would like to make it right. So what I would like, before you say that, say I like want three things. You want to know how much you borrowed, the full amount that you borrowed. How much is the added interest and how much are the fines? I'm going to say it again. How much did you really borrow or did you spend at the credit card company? What did you really purchase, right? Then the next statement is how much is only interest and then how much are the fees, the late fees, all of that. So now you have it separated, right? So then don't look at the interest. Don't look at the how much you, uh, the fees. Look at how much you borrow. And then if it's if a if a company has it, they've sold whoever sold the debt, right? They only paid pennies on the dollar. That's not that's not for you to, to take advantage. That's for you to know. Then look at it and say, okay, what is the, I have a little money coming in from my taxes. I'm going down the list of the people I owe because I'm trying to avoid bankruptcy, if that's your goal. However, if I have no other choice, I'm gonna do it. So I would like to know what would be the final settlement amount, or you already know the settlement amount. Let's say you owe 3,000 total or 3,500 total. Say, I'm willing to close this out for X amount. I usually go 50% or less. I go 50% or less. The reason when I 
try to negotiate 50% or less, then they going to come up anyway. But I didn't start at I didn't start at 70 yeah. Or yeah. I didn't start at 70%. Yeah. So start at 50% or less. Don't get really crazy but because you want to insult somebody, right? You know you owe the money. So then do that. Then go to the next person and do the same thing. When you get your tax return, take a little piece for you. Take a little piece for your emergency fund. Did, did you hear what I said? Take a little piece for you, for y'all to do something, you know, for you. And then when I say you, I'm saying your whole household. <laughs> and then do a little piece for your emergency fund because you don't want to have to go to the to the place that loans you money at a high rate. You want to be able to have a little bit money away from you that you can, you know, you can get to if you need to. And then start settling it. The only thing that typically is settled in a bankruptcy is unsecured debt. Now, you can include uh, houses and stuff like that. You can. However, that means you file in Chapter 13, which means you're going to set up a payment plan. And the payment plan is usually from anywhere from three to five years to pay whatever everybody agreed that they're going to accept for full uh, payment. Remember, you the IRS... In uh, in loans, loans, student loans, you, get, you just got to do what you got to do. So that's it. Now let's talk about one more thing, and then I'm gonna hand it back to Patrice because we have thirty-two. If you ain't, I'm sorry, I said eight. If you're not paying them already, if you have a list of people that you just ain't paying, and you ain't been paying them, I know ain't is not the you know, you bankruptcy is not. Why do bankruptcy? Are you saying just try to pay them? Or what do you mean? Start start making a plan to pay them. <laughs> You're already not paying them. So why do bankruptcy that's going to be on your credit score for 10 years? And sometimes those things, because I think we don't always talk about the downsides of it. Yeah, bankruptcy no joke. Well, because sometimes that can affect, you have to evaluate, will this affect your current job? Because I do believe, because let's say I have security clearance. It will. Thing. Yeah. But so will not paying your debt. Yes. Because they already know that your, your credit Hello. Score. So, so the deal is, I like the fact that you brought that up though. It Let me tell you what else it affects. Having a bad credit score or not paying your debt as well, it affects your insurance. It affects you renting a place. It affects all of those things. It Right now, they have brought in credit score in so many areas. I saw something the other day, you shared it with me, where they're taking the fast payday loans and they're about to put that on your credit history. Because I think a lot of people weren't paying. I think I think the credit places might want because I, I think I think a lot some people were not paying them back. I think it's bigger than that. Okay. I think it's, it might be that. But now you have all this available, you know, you have this billion dollar industry yeah. that is not being uh, set up. But one of the things that the lady talked about is that remember that time, how long you had your debt, yeah. the debt is part of a factor, age, the age of a debt <clears throat> or account. Let's go there. Age of an account will make a difference. So something like having payday loans on there is going to drop your credit score because it's, you get the money quick because every time they do it, it's a different loan. So be careful with that. And then the final thing is this. When you pay people off, even if you cut up the credit card, don't close the account. Because when you close the account, then let's say you had that account, you've had that account for five years. You lose all that um, 
time or age on the credit because what they do is they take the number of uh, debtors you have divided by the, uh, and they look at how long, the longest one that you've had the relationship with. And then they look at that as giving you an average time that you have had debt. So keep all that in mind. So the, the thing about it is there is a means test. I just want to give you a heads up. There is a means test when you're filing, especially chapter seven, because that's liquidation, right? So that's usually all credit cards, that kind of thing. So that means you just liquidate. That one is one of the hardest ones. It takes a little bit longer to get that one, right? Chapter seven. And then, but it wipes out all the credit cards and stuff. But you you only owe $6,000 on credit cards. Come well, on but, but I think, because some people, they want that fresh start, but then... But you have to develop habits to not. Years? Well, but they they have you have to develop habits to not get there again. Does that make sense? Yeah. However, if you own, I'm gonna go back to what I said. If you only, oh, if you, when you look at your means test, you look at all this stuff, and you go through what Patrice said, you go through how much do I really owe you? How much do I have out? How much is it gonna cost me a month? That kind of thing. When you look at all those pieces, and you only owe a small dollar amount, is it worth it having on your credit score? On your credit, think about the job you have. Think about all of those things. Think about your children maybe going to, off to college. Think about all those things. And then is it worth it? So don't be afraid to negotiate. Don't be afraid to call you, the person that you owe debt money to and say, hey, I'm going to start paying y'all. However, or whatever you're going to do. And if you decided you ain't going to pay them, it's already on there anyway. But I'm not telling you to do that. Please understand, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying, look at what you really owe. And the means test acts, uh, when you look at everything and they don't consider certain things, do you have the funds to pay your debt? And it's based on state, location, all of that. And so each one is kind of different. So if you have the means, the capacity, the capability to pay your debt, you can't file. It, I mean, it's not a free would a, joke. Would, would a lawyer still like charge you to go to like to talk about the process? I thought so. Yeah, but you can so. go go out online. I haven't done it, but go out online and see if you can go through a means test mm -hmm. uh, to just see if you would even qualify if you're considering that. However, let it be the last option uh, to. But some people, because I'm dealing with somebody right now, uh, they have money sitting up in a. Um, 401k a or... 401k that they haven't touched mm -hmm. they're in a position where they have the money sitting there their debt is a little interesting but the 401k i mean the a portion of it would cover it and sometimes you can get a loan against your 401k you as yeah. long as you got the same job yeah so if you get a loan against your 401k remember that you need to pay it back yeah. but at least you wipe out the yeah. debt now this is what i'm gonna tell you this is from johnny okay if I'm going to borrow money against my 401k and I know I haven't been paying the debt already, then I'm going to negotiate a lower number yeah. because every dime you save, Helps. you can leave in your 401k. Helps. So I'm saying negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. They know you haven't paid them. So negotiate. And then you have to do things different coming, coming out of it. Get help. So I think a lot of families do not have conversations around money. People are not trained or taught or they're used to other people helping bail them out financially. Or I think a lot of people don't have this, this conversation. 
Um, last week we mentioned, but I, um, Ace Money Matters, I think on TikTok, but, um, uh, and he has a book, Ace the Ant. So I think conversations with kids around money can start happening at like three, two or three, definitely by four or five, um, set up your, you know, set up a savings account for your kid. Once your kids to get to be about 11, 12, start giving them a little bit of money so they can start. And then by the time my child is about 14 or 15, just the way our world is, I will probably set him up with his own like $200 credit, credit card. Um, um, because he would have already shown responsibility with a debit card. <laughs> and, um, and so just being able to let them test it out and, and pay it off every month. Cause when they're under, when they're, when they're young, you can see what they're doing. <laughs> Cause I've seen a lot of people not talk to their kids about money and then they go off to college and then they run up all of this debt. Um, I think they've tried to scale back some of the college um, cause like as soon as the person turned 18, all these, um, credit card applications start coming in. Some, some kids have like 20 credit cards. Cause that's where I'm like, if you have that many credit cards, you might be able to talk with somebody like, do, if you can close out some of those lines of credit, I don't know. Okay. So just yeah. because you have a credit doesn't card mean doesn't mean you need to use it. Some people don't have any self-control. Cut it up. <laughs> Cut it up. It's not available to you. I mean, don't close the account. Okay. Listen to me. Don't close. Patrice had credit when she was 16. Yeah. So when if she had to close that account, her I think whole I did. Credit, I got mad with Capital One. They they, they charged me a fee. I don't I don't do fees. I don't do fees. I don't, I don't do, do fees. fees. I really do. She got that directly. One time, from me. one time they charged me one fee. Oh my goodness. I, I I'd had the account for years, and I was like close the whole thing like I just but by I, that I, time I, you had built a lot of other credit yeah. so but my point for saying that is this is don't let it be emotional get, get getting the credit don't, and don't, don't let it be emotional don't be like Dr. Berry don't be like Dr. Berry be like Johnny you know anyway so but the reason I'm saying that is this don't do anything that would hurt harm or endanger you so the deal is is that if you happen to have a lot of credit cards and you know that you're not good in that space. Number one, because I have an anointing for credit cards. I have a, quite a few. But I don't have them all in my purse. Yes. I have I have one. I have two. A business one, yeah. typically, and a regular one. And then, if I can do a business, but I pay it off every month. Yeah. So, okay. So, thank you, Lord, for bringing that. Anyway, so on the credit card, my banks, especially B of A, Bank of America, has it on there. If you pay the minimum, they tell you how much the minimum payment is. Then they tell you how much interest. I think they have to do it now. They have to tell you. You will. It will take you. They tell you how many years. (laughs) Wait a minute. Based on your based on this balance. If you don't add another thing, you don't add another thing, and all we do is add credit. I mean, all we do is add interest. It's going to take you this many years to pay it off if you only make the minimum payment. When you see that, don't ignore that. Start paying it. Because pay more if you can. Yeah. And then when you're trying to negotiate, one thing that you can't do, especially if you're not far behind, even if you're just trying to get out of debt and you're not delinquent, call your bank, call the the creditor, the the credit card company and say, look, I am working some things, you know, whatever, during the pandemic, whatever, however you tell the truth, don't, you don't have to lie, tell the truth. I need to do zero interest for the next 12 months. Now they're going to probably say, oh, oh no, 
So are you saying that that's not, y'all never do zero interest? Or are you saying that you don't think I should have zero interest? Here my question. So they say, oh no, ma'am, we it is possible, but it's usually on new accounts. Okay, so are you a decision maker that can help me with this decision? Because I'm telling you, I'm running into a situation and I, I need to have this flexibility right now. So then, and, and they said, well, wh- that's not normal. I know it's, I know it's not normal. So I know. So who do I need to talk to? Because the other thing a person could do is open and don't, so like, don't, don't do, this. do this. Don't do this. I know um, what she's going to say. My eyes are big. Y'all can't see it. Because. But it's smart. Because smart. people, um, cause like, Hey, they if they're not, it. I just received the offer from another, right. from another, from another company that's for good. one year. If you really did, if you really did. And I'm Make looking, sure your credit score can do that too. I'm looking at transferring yeah. this this debt. But you know you what? I love it. Even if you said you don't say, if you didn't receive an offer, you can say, look, I'm looking, there's opportunities out there for me to transfer the entire debt to another credit card. I have had my account with you for a long time and I like our relationship. I'm just saying, will you do what they can offer me? Which is zero credit. Maybe they'll I mean, do zero uh, interest. Because then maybe I ask for a year and they give me six months. Hello? And then attack it, attack it, because now you're only paying principal. So attack it. So we went through a lot about the, a little bit about bankruptcy, um, decision making as far as it relates to getting into bankruptcy or getting out. There are six different types of bankruptcy. The two that most people do, business, uh, small business, and or uh, personal, personal, because self-employed is personal, is a chapter seven and 13. Okay, so liquidation or repayment plan. Those are the two. Remember, a means test, we just I'm just summarizing. A means test is required uh, for chapter seven. Uh, the thing about that is, is that uh, there are some dynamics. Now for chapter 13, you can keep certain assets, but what they're doing is they usually consolidate and see what you have, it's, it's pretty detailed see what you have, and then they start saying, well, you need to pay off this so you can sell this, you can sell that. So they're not going to let you keep all your assets sometimes. So keep that in mind. And then if you're um, if you're looking for opportunities to build and you know you have issues about paying debt right now, then what you might want to consider is if you have a child, open up an just listen for a sec. Just listen for a sec. If you have a ch- if you have a child, just open up a a a, a savings account okay. and put your emergency fund in that account. Hmm. Okay. H- hear what I said. Patrice thought it was gonna go a different I did. way. I'm she like, thought oh. she now she know I ain't gonna give no crazy re- information. I don't know why she playing with me. So anyway, but the reason I and I understand the concern, and I'm gonna talk about that too. So no, we can't. Oh, okay. So anyway, I'm sorry. She's going to have to cut that out. Anyway, so look at doing that. And the reason I'm recommending the potential of that, don't do it to any family member because if your money gone, you don't want to destroy the relationship. So if you do it as for a child, your child, then it's available to you in an emergency, right? But more than that, if somebody's coming in to take uh, or tap into your, your check or whatever, that account won't show up. Okay, so don't, but you know what I'm saying? So just be careful about how you do it. I'm not trying to tell you to be sneaky. Yeah. What I'm telling you to be strategic. Mm-hmm. 
because then you can take your emergency fund, start building it, and then use part of that to pay people off. The emergency fund is going to help you sleep at night. It's going to help you have some peace that you're not completely broke. And when I say that, remember, broke is broke and poor is not the same. And be be careful. Like I said, the disclaimer I gave at the beginning, this, we is, are not, not. this is not legal advice. Um, make sure to remember that um, it costs to file for, for any of those things and to get good, sound advice. Um, I think that's, that's really important. And to remember that this should be a last resort yes. and not the first, because I think for some people it's like, oh, you know, we've all done, oh, this is just something that... 30 something, 20 something year old, you know, they end up buying houses too big and then they end up filing for bankruptcy. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that. And so just making sure that you get some good sound financial advice um, and, um, and yeah, and then make some lifestyle changes beyond that. Um, We are going to consider what next week is going to be about, uh, but um, please tune in and we will talk to you next time.